take a time machine back to before the world went to hell. Around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games. That's what I want to talk about. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And continue the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. And now... Less than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less than 2,000. The podcast. So, Chad, we had a request from one of our big-time listeners, one of our loyal listeners, who asked us to do this topic. And before we let everybody know who the person is that requested this topic, and indeed what the topic is, do you think we can have a adult conversation, handle it with maturity and class, not be cringy, not make people say, I'm not listening to that episode, I know what those guys are going to say about this. Do you, do you think we can pull this off? You didn't say what it is. I know. I, I, I'm, so, I'm building, I'm really trying to build the tension <laughs> yeah, for the audience. As if, what as are they nobody about? read the title. You're just assuming that like... Our entire audience autoplay. base just was on autoplay and never, <laughs> never stopped and went, oh, man, how are Adam and Chad going to do this one? <laughs> well, what do you think? Are we going to pull it off or shall we just see? Uh, well, I mean, I don't talk about looks on this show, which oh. is going to make this uh, a very, very, very difficult episode. However... Given who requested this episode, I have to keep it together. <laughs> the avid listener that we're referring to is Chad's mom. It's my mom. She's an avid listener. For my mom to call me and say, I'm putting in a request. I really think you and Adam need to do an episode on the original supermodels. I was like... Miss Mom, I almost did the Mrs. Bischoff thing. Mom, you want us to do Mrs. Bischoff? I can almost hear you saying it. You want us to talk about supermodels from the 80s and 90s. And she goes, I think it'd be a good episode. And now we're going to try to fumble through this as delicately as we can, since she is the avid listener. That is so awesome that anybody else requested this would probably pass. But your mom requesting it? I think, I mean, we're obligated to. And and it's so funny because we have been let, letting people behind the curtain. We've had this episode planned a couple times. And one time I backed out and one time Chad backed out. And then we talked recently about, do we even want to do this topic? And then they're like, can we pull it off? Should Is this going to be cringe? And I got excited about it because when I was thinking about like, how are we possibly going to appropriately tackle this topic? But then I actually did my research, and I'm really excited about it. Like, I'm this is going to be fun. 
This is going to be you know, a the blast. Way, the way you started with, I'm so excited about it, was I, I wanted to chime in with, well, Adam, of course you're excited. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that that would be making it cringy. Right. So we're going to have to go through this whole episode with absolutely n- no puns. Right. I, I mean, just well, that's I mean, not going to happen. But it's going to be. <laughs> but the, one, my original thought was to make this the most dry episode of Less Than Two Thousand ever, and just be like, the only way I can pull this off is to just get purely factual information. And then in 1985, Christina Brinkley came along, and then, then in 1987. Cindy Crawford got the Pepsi contract and just like state facts without any judgment. How, but, you know what's you know what's fun is why don't we take a few minutes and go through some of those facts? Because I think this is going to be broken down into a two-parter. I think this is going to be the facts and then childhood. I think those are going to be the two, and they'll both be handled delicately. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. so I'm going to let the lawyer take over right now. Give me some of your facts. Give me the timeline because when mm-hmm. I when I learned, let me tee this up. So the the word the term for supermodel has has really been around since 1940s. So it's been around for a very long time. However, it really wasn't until the 90s that the term really became what it means today. The late 80s, right. I mean, it started in the 80s, but then the 90s were like peak supermodel. I have a thing of where this is going to go after, but I think that tees it up. So let's go into the history about where this came from and how it became what it is. Lisa Fonsagreve was the first supermodel that went from the 1930s through the 60s. Now, she wasn't called a supermodel at the time, but she was... The one, and it was all about having the it factor, the ability to define an an entire generation in a single photo. So this woman had like a thirty year career as a as a model, and I at this point don't remember what she looked like, but she was a big deal for about thirty years, and that is what is widely regarded as the first supermodel. And then then along came Grace Kelly, M- Marilyn Monroe, and Liz Taylor, but the big breakthrough was a woman named Twiggy. We might remember somebody named Twiggy. Twiggy Ramirez from the band Marilyn Manson got his name from the supermodel Twiggy. And she was super skinny. She was heroin chic before that was a term. Heroin chic (laughs) was later applied to Kate Moss. But yeah, Twiggy. I was going to say that that really hit in like <laughs> like 1990, 91 or whatever. <laughs> right. So Twiggy was kind of the big thing. And then in the 70s, we had Christina Brinkley and Cheryl Teagues. And and those were big ones. And then Iman comes along. Iman comes along. And she was from Kenya. And she ultimately ended up marrying David Bowie. Beautiful and broke all this ground as like one of the first international you know, non-white supermodels with a super interesting look. And so that is the groundwork for everything that we're about to talk about today. Thank you for that excellent, excellent history lesson. So now let's get into our generation. (laughs) Now, you got to know where you were before you where you were going. But I mean, like you think of like, you you know I think you mentioned Marilyn Monroe right? See, I mm-hmm. picture her as an actress, right? You know, there was a lot of these. I mean, uh, um, 
in the seventies, uh, Christina Brinkley, right? Wasn't she the one that was 10? I mean, she was like the it factor in the movie 10 or something like that. Right. No, the one, uh, woman from 10 was, uh, uh, it'll come to me, but, uh, it was not her. It was Bo Derek was the woman in 10. Oh, Bo Derek. Right, right, right. So yes, I mean, but there was, so, I mean, and yes, there's crossover now there was crossover then, uh, but don't you think that that as we're approaching 19, 1990, as Adam and Chad are approaching 10, 11 years old, uh, there really wasn't anything like this before. And I don't think there's anything like it after either. Nothing, nothing like dedicated solely to the art of modeling, if you will. Of like modeling. you said. Yes, correct. Marilyn Monroe was a personality. She was an actress. She was a famous person. She was a Kim Kardashian of her day. But you're right. It was the 80s and 90s when it's like, we are just models. We are runway models. We are print models. We are in Vogue. We are in SI. And that's all we do. We're models. Yeah. I mean, at best, they would have, you know, we'll get into this, a commercial deal or or uh, maybe a cameo in a movie or things like that. But their core was being a supermodel runway in print. And so, and I don't think that's, I don't think that even exists today. It exists, but I don't think it exists to the way this did. These were international superstars, not quite as famous as Jordan. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I think Michael Jordan had an edge, but just like Jordan ushered in basketball worldwide and became an icon and ushered in the sport and 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 showed many other countries what it is i think this is what happened with with modeling here i think it it really took and brought a whole new light around what this was it's not just a person on a photo it's it's a lifestyle it's it's a it's a being it's a personality but it's a personality of being a model and i think that's what differentiates what came before and after very well said. And, and as far as the after you are absolutely right. I don't think there are anybody, there are no supermodels that are new now. I mean, yes, some of the old, older ones from our era are still modeling. And so they're still supermodels, but in this day and age, it's all an influencer. No one cares. (laughs) If you just look good, no one cares if you, you take a good photo or you run the runway. It's all about influence. How many followers do you have? And in fact, in the documentaries I saw, like, yeah, that is a thing. They don't look at, like, how do you look in, a, in your headshot anymore? All the agencies look for how many followers do you have? So that no, there's and so much. It yeah. goes to the personality aspect and not just, you know, beautiful model. Well, that's what's so sad. I mean, since you brought it up, and that was something I was kind of reflecting on. One of the last things I reflected on before we got on here today is like, man, like you look back on this. And as I was looking at some of the old photos and and looking at some of the old ads and and just doing some reason, I'm like, man, this this was like the pinnacle. This was the peak. This was peak modeling. And I'm thinking like today, because of the internet, I mean, because of the internet, really, I mean, I know I had BBS modems and we could like share a picture here and there and stuff like that, but there was nothing like this. You had print TV magazines and billboards. And now you have all of these highly photoshopped, self photoshopped files and every woman looks good and, and it's just sort of fake and it's, 
you I mean you can't pick up your phone, turn on the TV, you can't be anywhere without seeing an attractive quote unquote person. Did you and just talk about looks? No, I'm oh, talking no, about Yes. I didn't talk about a specific look. He's I'm just saying there's so many things out there now and sure there's people that will do runway modeling. Sure there's mm-hmm. people that will book gigs here and there. Mm-hmm. But it's just sort of like eh like you said, it's it's. I mean, beautiful women are everywhere. I mean, and it's just it's social media, it's influencers, it's 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 like it's segre. It's like it's like delineated. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I think they're really look. This could very well be nostalgia. This could very well be rose colored glasses. But I really do think there was something special about the supermodels we're going to be talking about today, they definitely had an it factor. They definitely had the universe in their eyes. They definitely were able to, how did I put it? Um, the ability to define an entire generation in one photo. Um, they didn't need to tweet. They didn't need to be actresses or personalities. Correct. They just had this quality to them that stood out over a JC Penny model, let's well, say. That's what I'm trying to get at, though. See, this yes. is why I don't think it's rose-colored glasses. Before this, they had to be other things. They had to be personalities, movie stars. They had to they had to be in a much more robust career. Then mm-hmm. you have this little period, and now everything after that is is completely different. So I don't think it's rose-colored glasses. <laughs> The first supermodel that I remember is Cindy Crawford. Okay, um, I think she was the the at at a peak during that during that time. Uh, I don't you remember if do you, do you remember the Pepsi commercial of '92? One hundred percent remember like, that commercial. <laughs> just, I mean, it's I just love it. It literally shows her getting out, going to a Pepsi machine, and literally like. Brushing her hair in the wind and, and, and I mean, it's completely, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, she looks beautiful. I'm just going to say that. Yes. And you, it keeps cutting to this two kids that are like oogling her that looked like they were our age. It yes. might have well have been you and I sitting on yes. a fence with our backwards hat uh-huh. and just like, Oh my, Oh my. And then of course the tag is like, you know, is them they're eyeing the Pepsi can of the new remodel a of like taste the new of the Pepsi new generation. Can. Yeah, a taste of the new generation. Yeah. It's so it's such a great ad. So that's who I remember the most. Such a great ad. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh mine mine in that was Kathy Ireland. Mm. Like it that that for me when I when I hear the word supermodel I think Kathy Ireland. I mean, that's just what I think. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. 
To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Sorry to tell you, Chad. Kathy Ireland does not make the cut of the supermodel level. She is... I had to go so deep to find any mention of Kathy Ireland on anything. She definitely was not one of the big three. She was one, not one of the Trinity. She was not one of the big five. And she's, she had a very, very, very short run. So I take exception to Kathy Ireland being labeled a supermodel. Beautiful woman. I definitely noticed her too. She was in those great SI commercials. She was in those great SI things in the early 90s. Nothing against Kathy Ireland. She is not anywhere near the conversation of Elle McPherson, Christy Turlington, Naomi Campbell, you know, Linda, uh, Linda Evangelista. None of these. She's not in that category. Kathy Ireland was in the same sw- swimsuit edition as Cindy Crawford. Right. One. How are they not in the two. same conversation? She was, I mean, she was, like, not, it's, a, it's, she was it's, not a runway model. She was not a Victoria's Secret model. She really kind of fell off the earth after Necessary Roughness. Um, that movie was Scott Bakula. Uh, she oh, moved on to so be she, an actress. She tried to do the acting thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Kathy Ireland. I am not hating on Kathy Ireland, but I take exception. I thought of her as a supermodel too until I did my research, and I'm like, she is. She does not fit. She does not make the cut as a supermodel, if you ask me. I know, and I, 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 I th- that saddens me. I mean, I understand why if she wasn't doing the runway stuff and she wasn't doing all that other big stuff. Yes. I mean, that that is part of what differentiates. Um, Looks great in a bathing you know, suit. Uh, I wouldn't know. I don't talk looks on this show. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what separates the, the difference between, between, you know, like somebody being in, in a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition and truly being, you know, the part of the OG supermodel crowd, the OG crowd really consists of five, right? It's Cindy Crawford, Christy Turlington, Linda. Uh, oh man. Now I'm an evangelista. Thank you. Uh, Naomi Campbell and Claudia Schiffer. Yes. There's a That's big five. the big five. Yep. That blew my, uh, my app that blew my mind. The big five. I'm sorry. Kate Moss was part of the big six. That's where it yeah, came correct. from. So she was like the sixth Christy Turlington in those CK ads, and then later Kate Moss in those CK ads. But the heroin Christy, ads? Y- yes, yes. <laughs> and then in the nineties, the, the 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 heroin chic look was a thing, and Kate Moss was was epitomized. You know, she was the new Twiggy from the sixties to the nineties. She became the new Twiggy. She was 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 she the one that did the stuff with? Uh, with Marky Mark? It was Kate Moss. Kate Moss did the topless shoot uh, for CK with Marky Mark. Yes. Um, and now I'm mad I Googled it because <laughs> because Google tracks everything and I, and I didn't use a private browser. Mm-hmm. The very first article that pops up was Kate Moss was scared on Calvin Klein's shoot with Marky Mark. So like, supposedly, yeah, she's like having issues with it. So much of this goes back to George Michael's Freedom 90 video. And that 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 George Michael video, which is an awesome song. I actually really like the song Freedom 90. <laughs> yeah. um, because it was a redo of a, a Wham! song that he did. But now George Michael is on his own. And he didn't want to be in the video. 
and his agent knew the agents at Elite, and they were, and she said they were doing coke together, and they were like, hey, why do we get all these models together and be in your video? And they were great, and and it was like such an assemblage of beautiful women singing the lyrics to this song, and it was directed by David Fincher. I can't. What? I know. It's like no. The guy who did Seven and Fight Club and all these great movies did Freedom 90 video? I, I mean, <laughs> that's shocking to me. Well, I remember that he did he did music he did music videos before he got his big break in Alien 3 as the director of Alien 3. But um, I didn't know it was that video. And uh, <laughs> that's pretty sweet. I mean, I remember the video. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll be on our social media this week too. Um because it, it was it was it was awesome and it came out in a particular time in our lives when it was like he speaks to me man George Michael gets me George Michael and I like he feels obviously the same exact way that I do about women There's I no would doubt. I can't believe I'm gonna agree with you on this but based on that video alone but directed by one of our favorite film directors uh yeah no I think it's more like David got us <laughs> David Fincher understands Adam yes. and <laughs> yes. I would make that the comment not George Michael <laughs> Cindy Crawford was literally told by representation and by people in the business you will never make it until you get rid of that mole mm -hmm. I mean think about that and then that became her identity mark it became the thing that made her who she was. And that is what is so crazy about the entertainment business. And it doesn't matter if you're modeling, if you're doing print, if you're doing runway, if you're acting, people are going to tell you, you can't do it, or you're never going to be able to do it this way. Or you're too, you're too tall. You're too short. You're too big. Your eyes are too big. Your eyes are too small. They're the wrong color. I mean, these women during that time that broke through literally mm. broke through at a time that was also the most cutthroat. And so anybody that we're even talking about today clearly reached a pinnacle that needs to be celebrated forever because it was damn hard to get there. I think you, you, you wrapped this conversation up very nicely. You put a bow on it. I think we did for the most part, have a nice conversation that wasn't too cringe and that we we pulled it off chad i think we pulled it off especially with that tying it all together there be who you are if you're gonna make it you're gonna make it on your talent not because you fit some cookie cutter mold no and in fact i'm gonna go as far as to say if you want a surefire way to kill your career conform to what you're being told is the only thing you need to be yeah because get rid of the, the thing that makes you special way yeah, because that's the only thing that'll kill your career. Right. The only hope is to be unique. And I think most of us need to live our lives. I mean, we're talking about entertainers. I think all of us need to live live our lives this way. Be authentic. Find the things that you like and, and celebrate those things. And don't focus on the things that maybe you don't like as much. Because, you know, we should be celebrated for the things that we're good at, not for the things that we need to work on. Because we all have things we need to work on. But let's celebrate our talents for what they are. And it doesn't, doesn't matter what industry you're in. Just be yourself. Awesome, man. We pulled it off, dude. Good job. 
Excellent. Heck yeah. I think we, we pulled did it, it off. Check out our social media this week. How'd I do, <laughs> Mom? <laughs>